Thank you so much for joining us today. My name is MG Govia with OKA11. I'm also your host of Digging Deep, our OKA11 podcast. We had to take a brief hiatus there uh, because of just the pandemic and getting guests together, but I'm so glad to come back stronger and better than ever with two guests today. I have Jason Crow with Green Equipment Company, as well as Tim Till with Summit Utilities. And we have an opportunity to talk about damage prevention in a new way and how we collaborate as safety partners. So uh, thank you so much for joining us. I can't wait for you to hear all this good information. So let's just kind of dive right into it. Um, one thing that we were talking about right before we clicked the report button, guys, was um, how we do damage prevention within our own companies. So if you could just real quick, Jason, tell me a little bit about you, your role in your company and what you do with damage prevention and then Tim will go to you next. Okay, well, I work for a company, Green Equipment Company. Green Equipment's been in business for over 40 years. Ed Green, the owner, got in the business years ago, as I mentioned, actually selling what they call elephants. Now, it wasn't, you know, animals you find at the zoo, but things you would use, you'd dig a hole on one side of the road and you'd put this thing in the ground and it'd punch a hole across into a, another hole on the other side of the road and you could run a utility, a pipe, whatever you need to go through there. So that's how Green Equipment got in the business 40 some odd years ago with Ed Green running around the U.S. selling elephants. Um, Green Equipment today, we're a provider of equipment for line locating, uh, camera inspection equipment, leak detection equipment, ground penetrating radar, um, uh, everything associated with that kind of work that you might do. I myself have been with Green Equipment, oh my goodness, almost 15 years now. 14, 15 years, it seems like it's gone by pretty quick. I've been working with oil and gas professionals and uh, municipal utility professionals for over 20 years. I got in the business selling pipe valves and fittings, but for green equipment, I cover the states of Oklahoma and Arkansas, and I get paid by selling equipment. But a lot of what I do is a lot of the peripheral extra stuff, a lot of training, a lot of seminars to really help educate and keep people safe and utilizing the equipment. So. That's green equipment and what I do in damage prevention. Very cool. And Tim, can you tell me a little bit about you? Yeah, so uh, I'm the damage prevention coordinator with Summit Utilities. Uh, so uh, we are a uh, natural gas distribution company um, operating Oklahoma, Arkansas, Missouri, Colorado, and Maine. Um, so <clears throat> I primarily deal uh, with Oklahoma. That's my responsibility. Um, I come from a field background. I spent uh, eight and a half years as a service technician. So I was the one out there uh, responding to leak calls, um, gas damages, uh, and things like that. So um, damage prevention uh, was an easy fit for me. Um, it's really uh, uh, about the people to me and the relationships, um, especially when I'm out there on job sites and you're talking with the excavators and uh, line locating personnel and first responders you know um, those conversations that you have right then and there um, that speaks to nothing more than you know uh, how important damage prevention is um, i mean you're protecting people's lives and property and things like that um, so i really just uh, enjoy everything about our industry uh, from all you know relationships with you the one call center uh, Jason, you know, vendors like uh, you guys, I mean, we are all in this together. Um, you know, I, I say it all the time, you know, damage prevention is a shared responsibility and it's up to all of us, you know, to really make an impact on it. 
Exactly. And I'm, I'm maybe the common thread, obviously bringing together the two of you for a podcast, but um, honestly, like you said, it is shared responsibility. Um, our goal, whether it's getting that locating permit up so that um, contract, or excuse me, so that member companies can protect their underground facilities or a damage prevention program that cares about public awareness as well as making sure all those pipeline markers are in the right spot and making sure the communication is done correctly. OKM1's role is kind of bringing all that together to make it easily digestible for our excavators to, so that they can see, first and foremost, it's about the protection of them so they can come back to work tomorrow. And then after that, and any member company that is a member of OKM1 um, will attest to this, after the safety of that excavator, it's then the safety of the facilities because we care more about the, or the um, worker than we do about the utilities. Ideally, everything is protected, but workers <laughs> first, right? Um, so that's been my role. I've been with OKABLE OK One. Um, I'm in my tenth year now. Um, I'm, I'm almost as seasoned veteran as you guys, but um, been with the company. I started as a uh, contact center representative, processing locate request submissions, and worked my way through some different opportunities. And I've been in this role um, three years now, um, helping out explaining um, everything okay when we went to whether it's our member companies to our vendors to um, to the excavators just to make sure everybody's on the same page and we're keeping everybody safe so one thing i'm really excited about is the fact that the expo is coming up this is an opportunity for all three of us to work together um, to educate our excavators other member companies and others through the process of what damage prevention is and so our expo just so you know is march 9th and 10th, it's gonna be in Norman at the NPC Suites. Um, it is a two day event on day one, uh, Wednesday. For our excavators, we have our heavy equipment rodeo. We also have three workshops that are gonna be outstanding. You get a certification of completion for all three. Um, that's gonna be line, line locating um, technology with Jason and um, one of his training associates over uh, GPR. Then we also have excavation and safe trenching by Buddy Myers. He's an outstanding trainer who's been in the industry for years. Um, that will go over that, and that training is also going to include competent person uh, completion training uh, or training completion. And then my training workshop is going to be able one certification, where I take you through um, everything from planning your work site to the completion of an installed pipeline, um, and the able one process, of course, throughout that. So I'm excited about day one, but wait, there's more. Day two is where we're going to do the actual breakout sessions of the expo. This We have over 12 breakout sessions already lined up. Um, we're going to have three tracks. Um, one is going to be dedicated to our excavators, excavation um, um, safety um, around electric and some other um, utilities, as well as just other excavation safety um, topics to keep in mind. And we're going to have our member track where we're going to educate our members whether it comes to asset registration, um, how to do damage line investigation, um, what happens when there's unlocatable lines, things of that nature. And, and Tim is going to do the breakout session over um, damage investigation. So that's a, a great topic for anybody. And then the other track for the um, breakout sessions is going to be just professional development, whether it's a culture of diversity, whether it's um, um, building a, a better workout, it's things of that nature. For all the information on the expo, Go to our website, www.okexcavationsafety.com. Um, it's $75 if all you want to do is attend our breakout sessions on the day of the expo and $100 if you want that workshop training as well. 
comes with free food, um, tons of door prizes, all kinds of things. To get you in the door at a very inexpensive cost because we're a nonprofit and we want to provide this training at the lowest cost possible for at Square in the state of Oklahoma. So Jason, can you tell me a little bit about the workshop you're going to lead? Yes, I'm excited to be speaking live this year at the Oak Gate 101 Excavation Safety Expo. In years past, we've done a little virtual uh, general line locate training class. This year specifically, I'm excited about being in person. I'll have some equipment there. Uh, we'll touch on electromagnetic line locating, uh, seismic line locating. We'll touch on uh, using ferrous metal detectors. But also, I'm going to have David Dryden with Sensors and Software as a company we represent to also focus on GPR training. That ground penetrating radar is a pretty hot topic in, in all industries, especially when it comes to damage prevention. And it's a really a specialized tool. Historically in the state of Oklahoma, due to the soil content we have, um, they've kind of gotten a bad rap, but there has been some advances in technology. And I think this is gonna be a really great opportunity to get some good information on how to operate this equipment. To highlight what we were talking about in you know, who we are and what we do. This expo, it's really helping us bring people together to maximize our strengths. As, as, as Tim says, you know, um, we're all in this together. And this is just what I'm looking to do is help give back some education. So no matter what line locator you're using, or if you're looking to learn how to operate one and don't have one, you know, please reach out and, and I encourage you to attend. There's gonna be a, a lot of great information because there's not a whole lot of, of formal training that's been available, especially the last couple of years with the pandemic. And I think we're gonna have a lot of great content this year at the Expo. Awesome. And then I'm excited for all the breakout sessions, um, but one of them that I am going to attend is the one that Tim's doing um, as well, because damage unfortunately does happen. And so when it does happen, how do we investigate? What's the next step? Um, what is the contractor going to be worried about? So these are the things that Tim's going to cover. Could you kind of elaborate on that for us? Yeah, yeah. So um, like you said, I mean, uh, we wouldn't have damage investigation if, if we didn't have damages. Um, so in our damage prevention world, investigation is just part of it. Um, and then recently, you know, um, OKE 811, we had the new law changes come through in November, uh, mandatory reporting of damages to uh, the one call center. So, um, I, you know, I look at it from both sides of the coin. Um, typically, when you think of damage investigation, you're thinking of the facility owner going out investigating the damage that occurred to their own utility. But, you know, an excavator can apply that as well because, you know, when a damage occurs, there's two sides to a, a, a coin, there's two sides to the story. So excavators can do some things in their own, on their own uh, investigation to, you know, um, help cover themselves and make sure that they have their ducks in a row. And, and then on the operator side, you know, good investigation um, ultimately can help you, you know, you can determine a, a root cause analysis and one you can find some common denominators on, you know, where your problem areas are it allows you to kind of focus your efforts to see, see trends and things like that and address those things um, you know uh, up front so you know there's a lot of things within damage investigation but having a good investigation and having the right pieces allows you to put that puzzle together and um, have a good foot going forward both for the operator and the excavating community 
Um, great explanation. And that's the point that I really wanted you to hammer home, and you did, that this that particular breakout session is going to be good for the members who may are putting new owners of underground facilities. Maybe they just acquired some assets. Or that excavator who's like, how can I protect myself? Like, if damages occur, can I show that I was trying to do everything safe? What Can I show that I was doing my due diligence right. and move forward? Because um, you never want... I've said this in a few conversations, liability never shifts from one to the other. Um, it's a whole picture look, and they look at who did everything they could to protect that underground facility. If the facility owner did steps one through a hundred to prevent it, proper line locating, proper communication, all those things, and then the excavator did everything they could, photos and preserving the markings and tolerance zone and all the other stuff, Wherever that mistake happened is where the liability falls, not, well, I threw paint down and it's now the excavator's responsibility or the excavator is like, well, the locate was off by half a foot. It's now their fault. Now we need to look at the whole entire process. So I'm looking forward to that, um, just to get to that root cause analysis and then go from there and see um, just the big picture when it comes to damage investigation. And that's one of the things that's exciting, I think, about what we do. I mean, we all have areas of expertise, MG with you, Tim, yourself. But this is a conversation that MG and I had about a month ago with a, a contractor putting a lot of fiber in the state someplace, wanting to know an update on the laws. Well, I'm not the expert in that, but the blessing in all of this is, you know, when we come together in, in opportunities like this expo and get to know each other better and continue to build these relationships, we know who we can turn to. So when the contractor's asking me, hey, how do I minimize my liability as I'm operating and trying to make sure I don't hit these water lines as I'm putting this fiber in? Well, you know, I'm not sure what the law changes are, but let me get a hold of MG. And if MG's not available, Tim and I have had a chance to build a great relationship over the last five, six months. It's great to have these people to lean to. So yeah, that's yeah, another yeah. good reason to participate in these things as much as you can to to start to build these relationships and as you do have these questions because again we all have the same goal even though we have different roles of just helping everybody be safe exactly unfortunately not everybody can make it to our expo so what we do is we also provide regional safety days and what a regional safety day is where we kind of condense our expo into a one-day event and we go throughout the state um right now we're looking at um Lawton in April, and April just happens to be National, National Safe Digging Month. In May, we're going to go to Durant. In June, we're going to go up to Enid. And then in July, we want to do a virtual Safety Day event so people can jump on and watch our webinars and get training from wherever they may be. And then in August, we'll be going up to Tulsa, um, hopefully somewhere around August 11th, which is also April one day. So we um, put our biggest towns of Lawton and Tulsa um, for the alternative since um, Norman's so close to Oklahoma City. And then those safety days is going to include a four-hour workshop um, as well as equipment demonstrations, networking opportunity, and then um, overall training with A11 and a safety message. So those days are going to be completely free. We're going to provide lunch, door prizes, all these things for our attendees. Um, it's a great partnership with us and um, our member companies who are in the area to promote safe digging around their underground facilities. So that's something I'm also looking forward to. I know that um, Tim and I are going to work a lot for the lot and location as well as probably some others before we get all this squared away. And Jason has already committed uh, to help out with those um, event planning as well. So 
keep an eye out on that. We will um, be posting our exact dates and venues on our website, that same one that we use for the expo, the okexhibitionsafety.com, as we nail down those uh, details. Uh, Jason, have you participated in one of our safety days before? I can't remember. I know we no, talked about not. it. I have not. I know we talked about it to prior to pandemic and then with all the changes that we had to make as member companies in the sport with travel restrictions, you know, we had to put that on hold, but excited that we're going to be looking at doing that again live this year yeah. and uh, have some opportunities to, again, to, to network, share information and, and help, you know, people be safe and be better. Yeah. And Tim, I know last year was, we were getting all excited. We we're going to uh, yeah, we were. use your user resources to kind of look at a potential mock line strike and stuff like that. So we'll look at using those resources again um, and see what we can do to make April's event um, just outstanding for the city of London and, uh, and go from there. So um, I'm excited about it. I'm um, again, to our listeners, check out okayexcommission.safety.com. You'll see all this stuff as we finalize the details. And another way that we always work together is just like Jason said earlier, we do collaborate and work on goal, goals and trainings together. And I'll get that occasional phone call from Jason. He's like, hey, I'm gonna go out and train this company on how to use these locators. Can we get can we get an A11 reminder? Can we go over the big picture with that? And um, same with Tim. Um, they may uh, get a new group of contractors who are working for Summit and just like, hey, this is a refresher. I know that I'm gonna tell them everything I can, but maybe they need to hear it from you too, just to hear a different voice. Um, Jason, um, that's one of the things I really like about our partnership. We do not hesitate to give each other a call. It's not like it's going to cost anything for me um, to head that way. And same with your partnerships. Absolutely. And that's the great thing about what we do. Although, again, in very different areas, you know, it's a shared responsibility, as Tim had said in the past. And, you know, ultimately, somebody makes money by providing, you know, natural gas to people's homes to heat their homes and you know their water heaters and all the other things they do you know green equipment makes money by selling equipment you know ok 11 being a non-profit you know they push tickets but ultimately as individuals you know tim's sharing the gospel and, and making sure that excavators are aware of what's going on and, and, and homeowners in this sort i'm you know doing my best to to educate equipment operators and help connect the dots with that and umg you know kind of playing puppet master to Put the people together as well so i mean it's in our our name titles i mean uh i'm a coordinator and i think mg they've got you as a liaison i mean we're we're middlemen we're we're the mm -hmm. connecting between you know your your one call center your excavator your general public and and then the operators i mean you know um building those bridges having those relationships reaching out um, uh, I couldn't tell you how many times it's like, yeah, I can, I can tell you what the law means, but you know, MG, that's, that's what he gets paid to do. He gets paid to know the law. So, you know, I'm going to refer you to him because he can probably, like the, the calendar one always gets me. It's like, <laughs> okay, so a ticket's called in here, but have yeah. the calendar's here? It's like, no, MG's got this great calendar. Let me refer you to him. So, yeah, I mean, um, I, I just enjoy working with all you guys and, and, uh, I think the future of damage prevention is really, really bright, and I think things are only going to get uh, better from here. So, yeah, I, I'm from a very biased point of view. I'm really excited about what Oklahoma is doing. Um, our A11, um, as far as the industry, um, if 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 you're a listener today and you have assets in more than one state, or you work in more than one state, um, 
let us know if you see some differences or some ways that we can improve what we do. Um, some of it may be law, and so it might be a little bit slower to look at, but if it's a process or something that we can do to improve the communication or improve our reach um, to everybody utilizing this service and getting the best um, product, whether it's ticket delivery or communication between locators and excavators, whatever we can do to make it even better, let us know. Uh, we are in a very um, good spot right now. Um, in last year, it was our first every year that we had over a million tickets. We're doing so much automation, it's making it easier and easier for our excavators to put in those updates, put in their tickets so that our CSRs can take the time to educate those who are calling in emergency tickets or um, other short notice tickets. So I'm really excited about where we are and what we're doing. And um, I think we're embracing technology of A11 as best as we can. And hopefully other states are taking notice and we can get everybody uh, to the same, um, at the same place. And again, I realize how biased I am. I don't want to sound like I know every state. So if you're from a state that I don't work with, and you have some ideas, I'm looking. Um, one thing that uh, I really like about our partnerships and one thing that uh, has come out every time we get together and talk is the big why. Uh, why um, our passion kind of changed. I know for me, there was a time when I took a job just trying to pay bills and process locator bus. And then the next thing I know, it just developed into something a lot more. I always say, if you would have told me 10 years ago that I was going to walk, go around the state talking about digging all the time, I would not have thought that was going to be my career choice at all. And now I can't imagine not retiring from this and, and because of the passion I have for it. So can um, let's start with Tim. I always go to Jason. Um, so let's go with Tim first this time around. And Tim, can you tell me a little bit about the moment that Maybe your perception changed about just how great of a job you have and the passion you have for it. Yeah, yeah. So um, I've got a little over 12 years total experience in the gas industry. Um, the bulk of it, like I said, was was out in the field. Um, when I came into damage prevention, uh, we currently did not have a damage prevention role in Oklahoma. So when I stepped into it, um, it was new. There was not. I wasn't following someone else to say, you know, hey, this is how I've done this job. You know, these are your requirements. Uh, it was very much um, paving my own way and um, really a lot of reaching out uh, to other uh, people in the state or other states, uh, people in similar roles, uh, guys like both of you guys, just trying to find my way. Um, it, it, it was very, fast for me to just uh, fall more and more uh, in love with what I do. I mean, um, I just, I love my job. Like, it, 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 I couldn't see myself doing anything else right now. Um, you know, I've tiptoed back and forth. Do I go back into operations? And, and the more I look at it, I'm like, no, man, I just, I love damage prevention and, and public awareness. And I just love this industry. Um, you know, I, I keep going back to the relationships, so, you know, the, the, that you build with people. I mean, that's what makes this job so great, and that's what makes it so easy to do uh, the things that I do is because of the people I get to work with and the opportunities that it provides. And um, you know, when when you when you prevent something from happening, you know, when I get a call about something like. Uh, short story here. I had a, um, an excavator in Weatherford and, and we couldn't find a line. 
Uh, Weatherford is about an hour and a half drive from me. I dropped what I was doing and, and it, it, just before lunch, drove an hour and a half there, went out there with him on site. We ended up figuring it out. And, you know, would he have hit it? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe he's, you know, got good excavation practices. But that drive home from Weatherford, I felt good because regardless of whatever may or may not happen, not happen I mean, I prevented the damage from happening that day. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't, it's just a good feeling, you know, when you feel like you can, uh, you're making an impact. And um, that's what I try to do every day. I just try to go out and, and you know, uh, eat an elephant with a spoon. <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly. And just to kind of echo on that, um, I, it's hard to feel the effects of prevention right? We know when a line gets hit and then they go and do the root cause analysis and they tell us that an A11 call wasn't made or they tell us that the unfortunate there's a locating area or that the escalator just straight up didn't care about the tolerance zone, whatever happened, right? They We can we can look at that. Well, the 99% of all excavation jobs that nothing goes wrong, we don't hear about it. We just have to assume, yeah. hey, we had an impact on the bigger percentage, even though we don't no, and it's hard sometimes to stay, you know, motivated because when you do hear these bad things happening or, or accidents happening, you're like, wow, we should have prevented that one too. And you kind of get lost in it. And that's kind of what keeps me up at night. It isn't the 90% plus that is successful excavation and totally safe and nothing happens and everybody's getting their paychecks and the utility is sound. It's when you do hear about something, you're like, what else could I have done? And I get stuck there. And that's that's personally where I am um, in, in, in over the last couple of years. Because at first I was like, hey, I'm just gonna just talk a lot and make sure everybody hears me. And now I'm like, well, you can only talk so much. That needs to be a little more focused and direct. We need to get to the people um, before these accidents happen and figuring out how to do that. And um, it's, it's a, I won't call it a, a white well necessarily, but it's definitely something hard to chase because it's, it's not something tangible. Jason, can you tell me a little bit about your your career when you made that change? Well, that? I, just to kind of reiterate what you guys have said, you know, I think one of the big keys to the success of, of and you guys may agree with me on this, of all of us in this industry is, is when you really look to become a resource and not just someone you know, processing tickets or uh, taking care of meter reads or handing out flyers or selling equipment. But when you look to truly be that resource and help people, and when you you make that pivot, that shift from where it's not about me anymore, and it's more about everybody else, we get those blinders off that, because it's so easy to get caught up in all the things we've got going on with kids and mortgages and, and personal lives and what's going on. And when you make that mindset shift and, and you really realize as Tim's, you know, the impact that you can have that what I'm doing really is making a difference. I'm not just somebody out there selling equipment, trying to pay his bills, but I'm someone who's really trying to make a difference. And, and MG and, and what you do, you're making a difference. And Tim and what you're doing, you're making a difference. So when you're driving back from Weatherford, you hold your head high and you sleep better that night. When I get that phone call at, at nine o'clock on a Friday night from one of the people I do business with, because they're out there doing an emergency locate and they're using a contract locate company. And they haven't picked up the equipment in three months and they're trying to remember how it all works. 
being able to talk them through that, knowing that we've presented, prevented a possible line strike. Those are the things that, you know, yeah, it may take five minutes out of your day or a couple hours out of your day. But, you know, at the end of the day, at the end of the week, end of the month, end of the year, and you look back and you reflect, you're reminded, hey, I'm making that impact. I'm making a difference. Tim's making a difference. MG's making a difference. And as you align yourself with more people like that, you just want to do it more and more. Yes. I know, uh, Jason, you were telling me a story about, and, and I apologize if it's too personal. Um, not mm. even personal, that wasn't even the right word. Um, but you were talking about uh, people doing work in your neighborhood and mm. how you're like, hey, don't hit anything. I'm right here. I have this equipment. I'm not asking you to buy anything. I'm here for you. Uh, tell us a little bit about what happened there. Yeah, it was, that was a, f- a funny story. Was it last year? Um, there was a contractor putting fiber in there. We talked about it last year. Fiber installs, uh, all-time high in the state of Oklahoma still continues to be a really big reason for for one call this just fantastic um contractor was based out of state and again as you look to serve um I just stopped by talked to a couple of the guys in the truck and said hey I I know that there's a lot of lines here in this neighborhood that are not locatable I live here and um I know some of the gas lines or the tracer wire uh, integrity is not great um I know in my house that's just part of it um the water department here doesn't have any way to easily locate their lines and if you need some help please you know I live right over here just you see my truck in the driveway just come come knock on the door come knock on the door and, and this was when we started getting all that snow and ice and, and you know we're still in pandemic time so i really wasn't traveling much so the likelihood of my truck and me being home was pretty good and um they had made it around to the block that i live on in a matter of six hours they end up hitting a water main they end up hitting a gas service and then they end up hitting a another water surface and i mean when i talked to them initially i was like guys this is what i do for a living i sell the equipment i'm not pushing you to buy equipment but if you need some help, just let me know. I mean, that's my goal isn't to ultimately to sell you the equipment, it's to get you safe and make sure that, you know, you guys get through your project efficiently. Yes, I would like to sell you some. You see the value in it and you see it as a benefit in helping you operate efficiently, fantastic. But uh, I reminded them after there was five ONG trucks, four houses down from my house, dealing with a leak after a gas line strike. I mean, thankfully no one was hurt. I mean, I think they just nicked it and there was a, a gas leak, but Hey guys, I'm, I'm here. I'm here. Here's my car. Here's my house. I, I can't do anything more for you than this, but just know you've got that resource. And that's, yeah. I mean, but that's one of the frustrations that you all face sometimes when you work with some folks is you can do all you can and that's all you can do, right? This, right. you can lead a horse to water, right? But, and, and, and they may have reached out once or twice after, after those incidents say, Hey, okay, that's all right. You know, yeah. and I'm happy to help. Tim's happy to help. MG's happy to help. Yeah. Yeah, I had a neighbor um, at my old property um, decided to put in a fence. And I, I kind of just looked out there and it, there was already like where they were putting the fence post in there. I was like, okay, I, I see what you're about to do, but I don't see any flags, any paint. No, like there's nothing in the front yard. Like I think there hasn't been an 811 call. And so I walked over knocked on my neighbor's door and I'm wearing my logo, right? <laughs> so I walk <laughs> up, knock on the door and I'm like, um, hey friend, um, I see you're gonna be doing some work in your backyard and runs along our easement. Um, do you know what A11 is? And they're like, yeah, yeah, that's what like 
professional excavators call like when they when they're putting in like buildings or highways or pipelines and stuff i'm like yeah that's that's a good start um but also in the, the easement between our house there's service lines and there's um, a right away for uh gas distribution and stuff like that so uh they mark that for anybody with a shovel you don't have to be a professional it's free and this light bulb went off and then they're like well how do i do this and i was literally like i will sit here and like listen to you make the phone call or i can go on website with you um, i'm not putting a ticket for you but i can show you how to do it real quick and she was like oh cool let me go grab my laptop and we grabbed a laptop we put in a homeowner's okay request and 15 minutes later she's like all i do now is wait three days before i put it in i'm like yeah and she goes that's awesome we weren't going to do this work till this weekend anyway and it was tuesday and i'm like this works out great and then when she saw just how much paint and flags came in she was shocked and uh, <laughs> In a good way, not, not a bad way. She didn't hit any electricity. Um, but um, shh, nothing? Okay. Uh, so, the, <laughs> so she was shocked in a good way. Uh, so I was glad to be a part of that, but that's just something like we can all do that. Um, like you said, that 10, 15 minutes, I I hope, you know, it, it did prevent damage. I don't know. She may have dodged everything while doing it, but I do know for sure now that it was prevented, like what Tim was saying earlier. So I think we just kind of change our mindset around every opportunity. It's not only when I throw on the logo and I'm going in front of an audience that wants me to be there. It's also when we have an opportunity to prevent damage or save lives. So um, I know that uh, this podcast is getting wrapped up. I know we talked about quite a bit. Ultimately, we if <laughs> the one thing I do know that we shared and I want to um, stress is with this being such a collaborative effort, our safety partners um, are crucial to everything we do here at Okie Um, If you are listening to this podcast, and you're like, you know what, maybe I can do more. Um, if you're an excavator, uh, excavation company, and you're looking for opportunities to get our message in front of your coworkers, and you found my podcast and you're like, yeah, I need this information for the crews, reach out to me. Um, if you're in um, some utilities um, areas, reach out to Tim, I promise you. Just go to the website, you can find them if you can't respond to us on um, through my information and I'll get you into them. And then of course, anybody who needs um, equipment or just general information about locating, Jason's there. So I hope that all of you um, know that we're here for you. Um, even if you're not doing business necessarily with us, we want to help you stay safe and protect those underground um, assets here in Oklahoma. Um, if you can't, um, if you um, can, um, be sure to check out the information on our expo and our safety day is coming up, and we look forward to seeing you there. OK811 hosts live webinars every other Wednesday at 2 p.m. local time. These webinars cover a wide range of safety topics for both members and excavators. If you attend our live webinar, you will receive a certificate of attendance. And if you aren't able to attend the live webinar, register anyhow to receive a recording of the webinar the following day. To check out our webinar schedule, go to the education events page on our website, oki811.org. If you have questions or suggestions for topics for future webinars, please contact us at education at oki811.org. Um, so anything uh, before we sign off, Jason or Tim, anything, final thoughts? Oh yeah, um, 
shout out to Susan because she is completely awesome. Uh, <laughs> so wow. uh, I, know support, I know she supports this podcast and, and everything that you're doing, MG, uh, but just to let her know, I, we, I, I really appreciate everything that she does for uh, for us and for the state of Oklahoma. Um, uh, she has been tremendous to work with. So outstanding uh yeah um i will kiss up to my boss too um yeah susan for those who don't know the executive director here at okay one and uh she is a big supporter of this uh wild idea that we had about putting into our podcast and some of our unique and out of the box ideas for education outreach so yeah she's a pleasure to work with and um definitely um if you're looking for a leader of this type of industry she's been someone who's been great to work with so uh good words tim i echo them tremendously um and susan i'm not just kissing up you're, you're fantastic nice. well and the whole group of people that work there at ok811 behind the scenes to help make these podcasts make this expo and safety days come together i mean you've got a really first class team working there at ok811 that that keep every all the pieces of the puzzle lined up so things look more seamless than they may actually be and uh, help us all look good and sound good and, and provide these opportunities to connect and learn. And that would be the, the, the final thought I would have is I'd encourage you if you're able to make it the Excavation Expo, a hundred bucks. I mean, I can, I can take, you know, my kids out to a nice dinner and blow a hundred bucks. You know, um, the, these upcoming safety days, if you can get away for even a half a day, there's going to be a lot of great information there. Utilize the resources. Use the website. Use use experts like Tim, MG, myself. We're all in this together, as Tim had said, and we all really want to be here to help you. So make sure that you pick up the phone, send the email. No question's a silly question. At the end of the day, I'd much rather have that five-minute conversation. I know I would, and I'm sure you guys would. Um, then hear about someone having an incident a day later two days later worse yet with someone getting hurt and, yeah. uh, so thank you all again for for giving myself an opportunity to to participate today and, and i'm looking forward to seeing everyone at the expo safety days or or connecting with you here sometime this year perfect all right well um thank you so much both tim and jason um great partners again in, in damage prevention industry I appreciate all your efforts and all that we do. And I thank you listeners for uh, doing what you can to keep excavation safety going on in Oklahoma. You have a great day. Thank you, everybody.